Hi there, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Becker's Healthcare podcast series. I'm Mackenzie Dean, Managing Editor with Becker's Healthcare, and today I am so pleased to be joined by Mike Lucy, Assistant Vice President and General Manager of Healthcare Life Sciences for ServiceNow to discuss onboarding and credentialing for clinicians. Mike, it's nice to have you here. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Mackenzie. I look forward to our conversation today. As do I. Um, I thought a good place to start would be talking about some of the challenges associated with onboarding and credentialing. So when it comes to those processes, what would you say are some of the most common pain points for clinicians and HR teams? Well, this topic is really important from a number of fronts. One, it directly impacts how many people can be taken care of in a year. If we have you know, clinicians of various types trying to work, but they're not able to work because they haven't made it through the process. And the other part from an operational standpoint, it impacts the, uh, the business as a whole because they're unable to build during this time, which has a lot of downstream impacts. So I look at those pain points, you know, in a couple different buckets. One, from an onboarding and cr- credentialing point of view, that onboarding time for physicians, um, it, it seems to average about three to six months from beginning to end. And that, that from a revenue lost standpoint to a hospital, that tends to be somewhere between a quarter million dollars to upwards to $300,000. So it's, it's a huge amount of billable time that is lost to the hospital. And at the same time, think about how many patients could be seen during that same time period. So if you have three to six months where they're not able to see anybody, but it's a lot of folks that would take the benefit. And as we come out of COVID, we transition, yeah, a lot of, you know, a lot of patients that have not been seen because they've held off and going to the hospitals and that's going to pick up. We want to make sure that everybody that's able to work, that they are in the system and they're ready to work. The second element of that is around the experience for, for the, the clinician, the, you know, physician provider uh, from an employee engagement standpoint. If you think about any other industry where from the time that you were talking about starting your new role to the point that you could start it. If that took six months on average, um, that would be a pretty painful process for you. And so when we look at it, we look at it through two lenses. One, how can we um, help an organization get folks working and, and providing the type of impact that's needed? And the second part is how can we make it a great experience? Uh, we wanna make sure that you know, that provider when they start, that it was quick that they had a great onboarding experience overall, that they feel valuable to the organization, that they know how they fit into the organization, and that um, they don't feel stressed out by the experience, and that they then look and say, you know what, this wasn't the right experience for me. I'm going to go look somewhere else to work. Absolutely. And I think, you know, we can't really talk about any clinical process right now in this moment of time without acknowledging the COVID-19 pandemic and how it may be affecting that. So I'd love to hear from you. How do you think the pandemic has affected onboarding and credentialing processes? And do you think it places any newfound importance on improving those processes? Yeah, COVID had a lot of different impacts as we look across the board and, you know, we're still not out of that. And that, you know, for the foreseeable future, that's going to still have impact. But we do know that at some point that will end. And, and as that put a pause on some of the hiring, we saw a lot of news about furloughs. 
that's going to transition. And as organizations look to ramp their services back up, they're going to need to take a, a couple things into consideration. One, we've talked for a number of years about the looming labor shortage of clinicians overall. You tie that in with the average age of a provider uh, working their way towards retirement, that's going to add to that looming labor shortage. In addition, you're seeing a lot of flexibility for uh, clinicians of all types to go and work in different settings. You know, what COVID actually opened up was, you know, it used to be primarily going to work. Maybe you have a private practice or you're going to go work in a, in a health system. Now there's a lot of different options for, you know, for clinicians as a whole to go and work in different care settings, which is going to make it even more competitive to be able to attract, you know, new employees to your organization and to keep them long term. So as you look at the, the impact of, you know, looming labor shortages, of lots of flexibility on where they uh, may want to work going into the future, that experience of onboarding, that getting somebody through the process of credentialing, getting them, you know, fully onboarded and getting them where they feel like they're part of the organization in a meaningful way, going to be more important in the future than it's been in the past. In addition to that, you know, I, I think doctors are going to have, as we talked about, lots of different options. You know, there, there's going to be places where they're looking to say, what's the differentiator for me that work in one location or another? And, um, you know, where I think that kind of comes down to is, is it going to be a great experience? Is it going to be quick? Do I feel valuable? And does it feel like the organization that I'm signing up to work in uh, actually has processes that are efficient and, and that that process was so easy to work in that I can also believe that in the future that working in this organization, a lot of the other processes are going to be simplified. Yeah, I think you offer a really great overview of just why it is so important to make sure those onboarding and credentialing processes are as efficient and pain-free as they can be. I'd love to zoom in a little bit and look at, you know, what specific, what specific strategies or tools can help healthcare organizations really streamline that process and make sure that clinicians can start treating patients faster? Well, the, the core of, of what ServiceNow does, we've always talked about, we make the world of work work better for people. And we, we tend to group that into kind of three high-level categories, those IT workflows, customer workflows, and employee workflows. And, you know, we've, we've taken learnings from the work that we've done in some of the historical spaces around IT workflows and said, how do you automate this process? How, how do you make sure that, you know, we can help our customers implement strategies that we've seen in other areas work that, that take them from beginning to end in the least amount of steps with the least amount of, you know, what you'd refer to as tribal knowledge, which is it's just a lot of different people in the organization having insights into something, how something happens. But nobody's really documented that process and made sure that from beginning to end that it happens in the way that you would want. So when I think about those strategies or the tools that can help streamline, I, I break it into like, things that you need to think about. One, you need a single tailored point of entry for each of your employee services needs across all the departments. Second, that processes that, you know, hide the complexity that an employee faces is going to be top of mind. Nobody wants to see like how that process actually happens. They just want to know, are you helping me get to a point where I can be impactful for patients 
into the organization as quick as possible. I really don't care how it happens. I just care that it happens as, as seamless as possible. And that there's also a mobile experience. We don't want to have to have, you know, our, our clinicians having to bounce around and go back into legacy systems. It should be, you know, a mobile first experience. And so, you know, one of the things that we focused on in this space is bringing together the best of our, you know, our platform along with partners that have, have a great point of view on what it takes to operationalize this and how do you help an organization take advantage of it as quick as possible. That's one of the reasons we're working with KPMG. We both share a vision of, you know, the solutions have to be out-of-box configurable workflows, meaning that you shouldn't have to have a lot of developers going and coding things to make something work. It, it should just be that simple. Second thing is that for forms and enrollment and applications as a whole, that anywhere that there's lots of extra pieces there that we're consolidating that in and we're just asking for the information once where it makes sense. And that, um, you know, we've seen in some cases where the timelines take so long that a clinician's asked for that information two or three times because somebody forgot where it was because they may be using email or a different legacy system and none of it's tied together, which kind of takes me to automated routing and assignment of tasks. So if you simplify the mobile experience, you're keeping your clinician informed of where they're at in the process, that they can answer those things as quick as possible. You then automate the routing of that information, and then you assign tasks to each individual that needs to follow it, and that there's a way to have visibility for all involved on, um, you know, which, where am I at in this process, and who's responsible for putting some information into the system to move this along? And then doing reminders, we're all busy. Right? We, we all have a lot of things going on, and we probably have more things going on now with the current state of the world than before, and it's easy to lose track of something. So that visibility into the process and the tracking becomes you know, critical. So we, we talk about that at a high-level messaging of you know, speed to time to patient care. So how do we accelerate the ability of a provider to provide services? Second part is, how do we increase revenue optimization? So reducing downtime costs and, and compress the time to where impact can be felt in a positive way. That you know, licensing compliance is critical, that you have to manage the ongoing licensure verification to mitigate risk long-term. And then kind of going back to what I talked about a few minutes ago is, you know, the provider retention is going to be critical. Providers are going to have lots of options in the future on where they work and the experience that you provide, um, not only from when they're going through this process up front to what it feels like to work in day in and day out and when they need to update their information, that it was as easy and seamless as when they first started. That's what's going to create loyalty and keep, keep employees in your organization. Wonderful. I think those are all extremely helpful insights and characteristics of what those strategies and tools should look like. That's really helpful for our audience to hear. So thank you, Mike. Um, I want to switch gears just a little bit and talk more specifically about some of the benefits of these improved onboarding and credentialing processes. I know one that we've already talked about is making sure clinicians are start, can start treating patients faster, but I'm curious what other benefits you'd share, you know, and how it really affects patient experience, clinician satisfaction, things like that. Yeah, the, the intent of, you know, this solution is, I, I look at it through a couple different uh, personas. Uh, first one from a patient, making sure that 
patients have, there, there's enough supply within the hospital of resources to, to help patients get access. So, you know, it, it's how do you increase the amount of available workers to make sure that there's lots of appointment times for somebody to seek care? Second is from a clinician perspective, and we've talked about that throughout this conversation of, you know, that, that personalized experience. I really think that just means making it easy to interact, um, making it convenient, making sure that it is, isn't, um, you know, go find these documents, um, now take it, go find a fax machine that you can go and put all this stuff into the scan it and send it somewhere else. And that somebody then has to pick that up and do something else with it is that, that personal experience needs to be mobile. It needs to be easy to upload information. It needs to be able to then kick off like the additional workflows, which then gives benefits to the human resource department. And so from a HR perspective, having clear visibility into the process, who's coming in, where are they at in the current process, um, what's trending in terms of the tasks that are being assigned? Do we have any insights into where our process actually tends to break down? Um, and the changes that we should make to, to streamline that and make it more efficient. And, um, and then just having the dashboards to see what's going on overall. I think this is one of those areas where, you know, the patient gets benefits, the clinician gets benefits, and then from an HR perspective in the organization, they all have kind of aligned incentives here to streamline this process to, to make sure that everybody's benefiting from it and reducing the burden on each individual party. Wonderful. Well, Mike, I just have one last question for you, which is where should hospitals that are looking to improve these processes start? Great question. And, you know, there, there's a couple questions that I would throw out there that I think any organization needs to think about. Uh, first one is, you know, is the total time required for a care provider to begin serving patients and billable services impacting your process? It, you know, I, I think for many, the answer is yes. And if the answer is yes there, then you have to ask the question, like, how many actions across those different parts of your organization are involved in the CPE process? Usually the, the answer there is many. And if you've had fewer, so if we had fewer uh, components in that process, more streamlined, could you reduce your overhead and increase your speed to patient care? The next one I would call out is, do you have visibility into the process bottlenecks to identify and resolve what's creating that lag time? And if any of those are true, you, you really need to look at that process and say, what can be done, back to some of the points we made earlier, to simplify this? Mobile, um, full visibility, automated, you know, process-driven, um, which drives predictability and drives efficiency. You know, our, our goal is to help clinicians spend less time on repetitive tasks and help them focus on what really matters, which is patients. And, you know, kind of some additional thoughts there is to, to make that a reality. We, we know that, you know, healthcare is truly a team sport. There, there's no single organization out there that can solve every part of healthcare's problem. And that's where tying different organizations together. We realized that ServiceNow, we had a lot of great components here to automate, provide these dashboards, create that mobile experience. But then pairing up with an organization like KPMG, where they have a lot of knowledge on the organizational processes that go with this, 
where we can tie those two together and come back to, you know, come back to our, our customer base and others that are looking for solutions to say, there's a better way to do this and we'll actually show you how. So you don't have to figure it out on your own. Um, we believe that, you know, together we can make things simpler for hospitals to set up and manage the onboarding process, um, which, as we talked about, has a lot of benefits for the clinician, has a lot of benefits for the patients, and for the organization, whether they're for-profit or not for-profit, it just helps them with their overall margins, which allows them to continue on the mission of taking care of others. Um, and then just, you know, kind of final thoughts there is, I think anywhere that we look in life, if you make things easier to do and faster, and in this case for clinicians, beginning to, to see patients, that, that, you know, you're going to have a positive experience. And that's really what we're focused on right now is how do we help healthcare take care of patients? Uh, and how can we help with our solutions, make sure that the experience across the board is something where we talk about, you know, making work work better for, for everyone. Um, we believe that, you know, that goes from patient to clinician to the organization as a whole. And you know, I, I'm, I'm always proud at seeing, you know, once these types of solutions get put in place, the type of impact and where people look at it and say, I can't believe I operated this a different way. This is such a better way. Um, and if you want to learn more uh, about this, I'd encourage you to go out to, you know, servicenow.com forward slash healthcare, where, you know, we, we talk about this solution in a number of other areas where we can help your organization. Fantastic. Well, Mike, Truly, thank you so much for your time. Um, great insights today on onboarding credentialing processes. We so appreciate you being here. Um, we also want to thank our podcast sponsor, ServiceNow. You can tune into more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare by visiting our podcast page at beckershospitalreview.com. And thanks again, Mike. Thanks, Mackenzie.